It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 235, podcast that looks at news and views and sport and culture and lots of other things, trends from throughout the world. Uh, We look at it from a Christian perspective, but we welcome all people and all your points of view and feel free to let us know. But we have some themes that are fairly common that are ongoing in the world and there are other things that are new such as this surprising news from this side of the world in New Zealand. I am leaving because with such a privileged role comes responsibility. The responsibility to know when you are the right person to lead and also when you are not. I know what this job takes and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. It's that simple. We give all that we can for as long as we can, and then it's time. And for me, it's time. And that I'm looking forward to spending time with my family once again. Arguably, they're the ones that have sacrificed the most out of all of us. And so to Neve, Mum is looking forward to being there when you start school this year. And to Clark, let's finally get married. That was Jacinda Adern. Uh, resigning, surprisingly resigning. Now, if you're cynical, you could say that she was resigning because she was about to lose a general election and become very unpopular. Adern tends to be highly admired throughout the world, or at least uh, for those who would describe themselves as more progressive. She comes across really well. She's very empathetic. Um, She led her country through some difficult times. But when she says... uh, the tank is full when you're not the right person to lead, you no longer have enough in the tank and so on. I, I think she's to be admired for that. However, uh, we need to be extremely careful on all of this because it seems to me that uh, you should judge someone by their policies, not just by the image that they manage to portray. She'd promised a transformational government that would build homes to address a housing crisis and reduce child poverty. That hasn't happened. The 100,000 new homes, I think there's maybe 2,000. And child poverty has not reduced at all. Uh, What people don't seem to realise is she had an immigration policy which would have made Donald Trump happy. Uh, It's actually before she became its leader, Labour compiled lists of home buyers with Chinese last names to to show how... Uh, New Zealand was being overtaken by immigration. Incredibly populist. She, uh, what else? I mean, her policy on China, her policy on abortion, her policy on climate change, her policy on water, her policy on indigenous issues. Basically, she's helped wreck the New Zealand economy. I think it was, I read, uh, is it Josie Paganini writing in the New York Times saying that Mario Cuomo said, we campaign in poetry and govern in prose. Miss Ardern gave us the poetry showing that elections can be won with progressive values and a promise to leave no child behind. But you've got to deliver. 
Rising crime, inflation and stubborn inequality matter more to New Zealand voters than global star power. And that is what it boils down to, isn't it? Sounding good, sounding empathetic, but doing so little. And let me just say this, her abortion policies were absolutely atrocious. So I think New Zealand is an example of a country that if you said go woke, go broke, that would be it. And in case you have any other doubts, here's a clip from her during COVID. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you want. Now, it was that phrase more than anything else that put me off her. Uh, we are your single source of truth. Her policies, her comments to the United Nations and so on uh, are absolutely devastating for Western liberal democracies, for democracy itself. So I feel for her a bit, but I'm glad she's gone. Well, let's stay in Asia and uh, you'll soon work out what this country is. Alphaville, big in Japan. And it seems that Japan, though, is not going to be big. It's going to keep getting smaller and smaller. The Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida, has said something drastic needs to be done or Japan will literally die off. The The population, uh, there were fewer than 800,000 births last year. Now, in the 1970s, that was 2 million. Japan's population had been 128 million, it's now 125 million, and uh, it is going to continue to go downhill. Japan has the world's second highest proportion of people aged 65 and over. Researchers reckon that by the end of the century, it'll be less than 53 million. Fumio Kishida, Kishi, Kishida, yeah. Fumio Kishida uh, told the media this week that it was doubtful whether Japan could continue to function as a society. Now, one of the problems is so many people cramming into Tokyo. So the government are paying about $10,000, £6,000 per child per year to get people to move out of Tokyo. The demographic decline, the economic migration and so on. Uh, and all the moving towards Tokyo has created all kinds of problems. 
Incidentally, um, another bit of news from Japan. The bluefin tuna. Now, 715 restaurants went bankrupt in the year to March. That's the highest for years. But there's a sign that that industry may be recovering because a bluefin tuna was sold for 36 million yen. Uh, It was a 212 kilogram tuna uh, sold for $395,000. It's the sixth highest price since 1999. The record, by the way, is $4.2 million for a 278 kilogram tuna in 2019. Nice work if you catch that one. All right, again, we're gonna stay on this side of the Pacific. I wonder if you know what this is about. Who's watching me? I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from nine to five. Hey, hell, I pay the price. All I want is to be left alone in my average home. But why do I always feel That's Rockwell's Somebody's Watching Me. We were chatting, I think it was about plane tickets. Now, we were just having a conversation. And within... No, it wasn't. It was about car hire. And and within two hours of us having this conversation in our own home, I started being bombarded with adverts. How did they know? Who's listening to me in my home? Is it my toaster? <laughs> Is it my light bulbs? It's probably Alexa. But... Uh, There's a fascinating report in The Telegraph in the United Kingdom. Government ministers in the UK have been warned that Beijing has the ability to spy on millions of people in Britain by weaponizing microchips embedded in cars, domestic appliances, and even light bulbs. Uh, The modules collect data. They transmit it via the 5G network, giving China the opportunity to monitor the movements of intelligence targets. Um, That's extraordinary. Uh, that's, by the way, revelation that comes up uh, after other revelations of the Chinese police having illegal police stations in dozens of countries around the world to keep an eye on its own uh, citizens in exile. As I say, well, we, I, we are thinking about promises, the promise of Jacinda Ardern. I, I, that, that's my theme, I think, this time. The, the promise of Jacinda Ardern, that's failed. It's It's in New Zealand, it has failed. Uh, The promise of this great economic boom in uh, China and Japan, well, it's there, but is it going to continue? And then there are some people who see war as a great opportunity. That is Mozart, Eine Kleine Nacht music. Uh, and we're talking about the Mozart group. Who are they? Well, you've heard of the Wagner group in the Ukraine war. Almost private contractors fighting for Russia. Well, the Mozart group are the West's equivalent. The CEO of the Mozart group, Andy Milburn, who used to be of the US Special Forces, has a 
as he puts it, skilled and specialist group of vet- veterans helping with command and control and so on. Now, there have been accusations against Milburn of financial fraud, sexual misconduct, burglary, attempted bribery, and so on. But it appears as though Wagner and Mozart are, um, they are at war with one another. And I think the increasing use of, of private firms and corporations to fight wars is incredibly disturbing. Now, in, in other Ukraine war news, and I'm not sure that this is good news, the Americans are rumoured to be sending 30 to 50 tanks. I wonder if anyone thinks, if Putin starts losing this war, do you think he's just going to walk away? Or are you not risking a nuclear war? You know, again, and to say that is not to excuse Putin, but this proxy war that is being fought in Ukraine and the incredible amount of death of Ukrainians and Russians is appalling. And for what? By the way, uh, we've said before that Ukraine is fundamentally a corrupt society politically. And we're seeing that again. A number of senior government Ukrainian officials have been, including one minister, have been fired for corruption just now. All this money pouring into Ukraine, where's it going? In the same sphere, Turkey is threatening to veto Sweden, joining NATO because a Swedish politician burnt a copy of the Quran. And then in other war news, and this is good news actually, Eritrean troops are withdrawing from Tigray in the Ethiopian war, Ethiopian-Eritrean Tigray war. And, uh, well, there is a real possibility that a peace plan there could work. But no, war just brings misery. Okay, let's think about saving the planet. Here's Al Gore. Emissions are still going up. All these promises of the last few years to cut emissions, emissions are still going up. People are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space. That's the, that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen, the troposphere, uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves... It's just an unbelievable rant. Just unbelievable. The, the man who claims to have invented the internet and has got so many things wrong on this. 600,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs are being dropped every single day on the Earth, equivalent. The oceans are boiling. There'll be one billion refugees. Mm-mm. That just ain't the truth. There's a new report out suggesting that the Northern Hemisphere may be entering a temperature cooling phase until the 2050s, with a decline up to 0.3%. And as a result, the rest of the globe will also be cooled. This comes from six top international scientists uh, led by Nord Edin Ombrani of the Norwegian Berkius Centre for Climate Research and published in the Nature Journal Climate and Atmospheric Science. 
Now, it seems fairly technical, but the basic idea is that the North Atlantic multidecal oscillation, an important sea current that's been pumping warmer water into the Arctic, is weakening, and that's leading to a cooler North Atlantic and lower temperatures. Arctic summer sea ice has stopped declining about a decade ago, and the Greenland surface ice sheet grew by about 500 billion tonnes in the year to August 2022. Fascinating. And still Sir David Attenborough tells BBC Frozen Planet 2 audience that the summer sea ice could all be gone within 12 years. I don't know, I think the promise of saving the planet is one that's going to fail as well. Then, there's this. That's Beyonce. So we're going to move on to the promise of the woke world. Now, believe it or not, Beyonce is apparently an icon of wokeness, an icon of uh, LGBTQI+, and she's now faced some criticism because this icon of wokeness, whose latest album, which I think is called, yes, it is called Renaissance, uh, and it purports to be a love letter to black and queer dance music pioneers, uh, she's gone and done this in Dubai, paid $24 million to appear in front of a 1,500-strong st- crowd, and she didn't sing any songs from her new album. But the thing about that is, in Dubai, homosexuality is illegal and considered a crime technically punishable by death. I guess... um who wants to be an icon when you get paid $24 million for one concert? And then there's a, a question one of you sent me that I, I think is really important to have a look at uh, in this area, and that's the area of trans and trans threats. Now, with all that's going on in Scotland, and we will come to that, uh, not this week though, uh, you know that inevitably people are going to start tweeting about how many trans hate crimes in other words crimes by uh, against trans people have increased for talking about this now somebody wrote me and said we keep hearing the argument that uh, this is from a baptist pastor in new south wales that affirming if you do not affirm trans ideology that's harmful and it will lead to suicide The pastor suggests that he thinks it's actually embracing trans identity, which is the harmful thing, not orthodox biblical teaching about biology. But if he were to say this in public, he'd be viciously attacked. That is absolutely correct. Now, we need, how do we answer this argument that not embracing trans ideology leads to mental health and suicide? Well, I would say it very, very simply. I would say if you look at all the research, it indicates that trans people are far more likely to attempt suicide and far more likely to have bad mental health 
but it's not primarily as a cause of rejection. It's a cause of mental health confusion, which has led them into that in the first place. And also having their bodies attacked, if you like, through chemicals or even physical mutilation in order to try and help them be who who they can be. And it may be that some people are helped, but the vast majority are not. And I think if you're going to love people and if you're going to love trans people, you're going to love your children, it's a bit like dealing with an anorexic. You don't affirm an, an anorexic who's dying from not eating enough by saying that you, th- you agree with them, you affirm their belief that they think they're too fat. Okay. Uh, let's have a bit more music. This from uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. You who are on the road must have a code that you can live by and so become yourself because the past is just a goodbye teach your children well their father's hell did slowly go by and feed them on your dreams the one they picked the one you know by don't you ever ask them why if they told you you would cry so just look at them and sigh And know they love you Teach your children well. Now I'm playing that because David Crosby, who used to be in The Birds, of course, and then of course with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, has died aged 81. That song for me is fascinating. You know, you need a code to live by. Teach your children well. Feed them on your dreams, let them pick their own dreams, don't ever ask why. No, we should teach our children well. But teaching our children, for example, trans ideology is not teaching them well. Teaching them they can be whatever they want to be is not teaching them well. And Crosby himself, uh, I think in in a 2019 documentary, he said this, I think I didn't have a clue. I don't think I was a good lover. I don't think I was a good person, companion. I think I was selfish and wacko, and I got more wacko as time went on. Yeah. And yet these were our icons. Now, staying in this area, in the area of um, conversion therapy, and it's one we're going to return to because I'm becoming more and more convinced that this idea of conversion therapy is going to be used to uh, limit free speech and to attack those of us who don't hold to a woke ideology. And if you doubt that, consider the case of uh, Maltese Christian charity worker Matthew Grech, who uh, Malta banned conversion therapy, the first EU country to do so, six years ago. Grech now faces a fine of €5,000 or up to five months in prison because he uh, did an interview on the PM News programme and during the media interview he shared his story about his childhood the confusion he experienced when he came to sexuality and relationships and how after becoming a Christian his life changed dramatically. He said he didn't agree with conversion therapy. He said that um, 
he, he basically reaffirmed biblical teaching and said how things have gone on from here. And he didn't seek to send anyone to therapy or suggest it. And yet the police pro- have prosecuted him. It's quite incredible. He's prosecuted for teaching what Jesus Christ taught. And he's been done so under the guise of anti-conversion therapy legislation. Okay, uh, let's just go to a cartoon. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me, cause I can see the way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve. Scooby-Doo. Um, I'm old enough for Scooby-Doo to have been part of my childhood. Uh, just a, a great show. Shaggy and <laughs> all Velma and Daphne and, and all the rest of them. Well, Scooby-Doo has been remade and you know what? Or is being remade. And guess what? The American woke imperialists are at it again. They won't be happy until everything is written in their ideology. So what's happening? Uh, Velma is the name of this cartoon. And uh, mutts are out. Sex, guts and a more diverse cast are in. Velma is now uh, an Indian lesbian. Daphne is now Asian American, not the ginger glamour girl. Uh, The leading man, Fred, of course, is a spoiled, privileged mess of a young man because that's what men are. Shaggy, the, the dog is, uh, the, sorry, not the dog, the lovable dope is not called Shaggy yet. He goes by the name of Norville and he won't turn into Shaggy until he starts taking illicit substances. It features sex, violent murders and uh, inverted commas, sharp social commentary. No thanks. It's, it's pathetic, isn't it? They can't, they can't even leave us with childhood. All right, let's look at another promise. Online dating. I, I know people, I've married people who've met online and it has they've it has brought them happiness. They're now married and happily married. But surprise, surprise, the promise of online dating doesn't always bring happiness. Bumble, Grinder and Tinder are in consultation with the Australian government just now. In the five years to 2021, three in four people who use these say they've experienced some form of sexual violence, by which they mean sexual harassment, abusive or threatening language, facilitated by the technology. Who knew? If you moved away from the Bible's guidelines about human relationships, that you would end up in such a mess. And speaking of a mess, here's George Thorogood. So I stop in a local bar, you know, people. I go to the bar, I read my coat, I caught a bartender. I said, look man, come down here. He got down there, so what you want? I want bourbon, I want scotch, I want beer. Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't know when. I've been drinking bourbon whiskey, scotch and gin. Gonna get high, man, I'm gonna get loose. Me a triple shot of that juice. Gonna get drunk, don't you have no fear? I want one bourbon, one.
sounds good, doesn't it? One bourbon, one scotch and one beer. Uh, some of us as, as Christians were thankful to the Lord for the wine that makes glad the heart of a man, as Psalm 104 says. But alcoholism and alcohol addiction is a disaster, as has been found in Alice Springs here in Australia. The Howard government introduced alcohol bans in the Northern Territories, and that was particularly for Indigenous people. One of the worst things that white people brought, as well as sexual diseases and the violence. Uh, We're thinking of this, by the way, I just, uh, I'm recording this on, on Australia Day, or just before Australia Day. And one of the worst things we brought was alcohol. And alcohol is a major problem in many communities, but especially in the Aboriginal community. But we have, for the sake of Western, imperialist, woke ideology, wanting, we want to be anti-racist, of course we do, so saying having these in areas where it's primarily indigenous people, um, oh, this is racist, so let's get rid of them. Well, I'll tell you what's racist, drunken violence in places like that has now gone insane, so much so that in Alice Springs, the Prime Minister Albanese had to go up this week and visit Now, an Indigenous senator like Jacinta Price or Donna Ann Chee, head of the Central Australian Aboriginal Congress, says that these bans need to be reintroduced. But, oh, no, oh, no, we can't do that because that's racist. So, meanwhile, domestic violence fueled by alcohol against Indigenous women, does nobody care? Now, Albanese is visited, and I think, uh, I don't know if this is because of him, but there are going to be not a reintroduction of the bans, but some restrictions, which is probably better than nothing. Okay, um, I'm running ahead of time, so look, the promise of sport. Uh, listen to this. Now, you really do have to go and watch that, all that grunting and everything else. That's Andy Murray playing Kokonaskis, who he beat after being two sets down, two games to love down. And that point was in the third game, which I think if he'd lost, that would have been it. And he should have lost that point. He was just bouncing all over the place um, as Kokonaskis smashed the ball at him. And somehow he persisted. And he won it. And he eventually won the whole game at four o'clock in the morning. With a metal knee. I mean, that's just incredible. Just incredible. By the way, congratulations to Darville from Ayrshire. A tiny team uh, beating the mighty Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup this week as well. All right, I'm going to go. But I want to leave you with this idea of the promise of eternal life. The world's oldest person, French nun Lucille Randon, has died aged 118. She was born in 1904 in southern France. She became a nun in 1944. Uh, She saw 27 heads of state. But, as happens with all of us, she's died. The promise of eternal life, does that make any sense whatsoever? Yes, it does when you come to know the God of life. 
and when you come to know the one who gives life. That's Jesus Christ came to give us eternal life. And that's why in, in the midst of all these promises, look, all of them fail. Adern may be empathetic, but she failed ultimately in New Zealand. All of our political leaders ultimately will fail. All of our idols and sports gods and, and uh, ideologies will fail because we all die and everything is going to die. Except this, if the one who gives life and who is the source of life grants eternal life. And he does that through Jesus. So I'm going to play this to go out, Immortal, Invisible, um, from St. Peter's Free Church, of course, uh, the great traditional hymn. And uh, as we leave it, please feel free to send me in your comments. Please feel free if you want to support Quantum on, on the podcast. And please do go to the Ask uh, website www.ask.org.au because we've got a lot of material on there now as well as of course the Weefly one and uh, thanks again to Peter for producing this and thank you for all your comments just send them in and all your suggestions and all your news I'm sorry that uh, I can't just use them all but this would just go on for so much longer if we did God bless you and may you know the one who gives eternal life bye